Welcome to the Two Idiots Talk Health and Fitness Podcast. If you like went through and mapped out your entire week that you were awake of like what you're doing um, and wrote it in like one hour blocks or something like you will be very surprised at how not busy you are. You just you just become busy with like stupid stuff. Each week we sit down to bring you practical, actionable health and fitness information and help you sit through all the noise. Like commitment is so underrated. Like if you want anything, if you want any anything in life, any progress whatsoever, like you just gotta commit to it. Like that's just that's the fact. We hope you enjoy this week's episode of Two Idiots Talk Health and Fitness with Ryan and Tyler. What is going on? We are back. Episode 94 on our quest to 100 here. Six weeks away. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Episode 94. We are back. I'm Ryan. I'm Tyler. Tyler. And let's just get into it, man. Let's, Let's get into it. We need the official review from you on the uh whatever the restaurant is called in new ken oh uh, the highly anticipated socal mexicali or mexicali socal i don't know something like that you get it yeah little, little <laughs> socal thing in new ken i think yeah. that's probably only one so yeah little little shop that's uh opening up they had a little uh soft opening uh this past week and uh, I, I dove in on it to, to try it out and uh i think i texted you my review on it um I got a nice uh, chicken burrito, oh. um, which they uh, they they brand their logo into the tortilla, which is kind of kind of cool. Um, and then I got a catfish Cajun catfish taco. Um, they catch that right out of the river. <laughs> I hope not. Right out of the boat launch in weekend, they scoop <laughs> that up. Um, be dying here soon. Um, but uh, I, I would I would go with a solid, you know, like seven, you know, in terms of it. You know they're they're new they're 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 kind of fresh they they probably got a, got some stuff they still got to mess around and tweak and whatnot but uh, I thought it was pretty good burritos the size man it was a it was a big burrito girth yeah like it was it was a big burrito it uh, it definitely uh definitely had some uh, some weight to it um so yeah I, I would I would give it a give it a solid seven uh, I'm excited to try some of the other stuff they have. Uh, I texted you about it. They have a spicy chipotle chicken pizza, and that sounds fantastic. So, uh, those at some those. point I'll get into that. It's twelve inches, man. It's supposed to be like a single serve twelve, 12 inch, inch like six God, cut, damn. six cut, uh, you know, sort of thing. And I'm like, all right, I'll get in on that at some point. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's pretty good. Cool little place. Cool little place. Highly anticipate. Yeah, I mean, we drove right by it seven thousand times, moving all your stuff. That we did. <laughs> so we've been waiting for it. I know, Wish it was uh, open at that time, but that's all right. Then we've had some members waiting on that as well. So glad yeah. you slid in there this week. I slid back into our unofficial podcast sponsor, Shemmel Kemp. Got, Got that fresh, fresh. Uh, fresh cut here. My man gave me the he gave me the scoop on how you get that little that little, little unintentional intentional kind of kind of Johnny Depp little uh, thing going on there where it's like a little. Oh, didn't see you there. Yeah. yeah. One yeah. of those. So every oh, time man. I go, it's just an education, you know, it's an education <laughs> on, on, on hair and style and just learning as an unofficial podcast sponsor. It's as good as it gets. So yeah, I slid I mean, in there. Another unofficial podcast podcast sponsor making a return after years in a hiatus, the complete creams. Oh my God, dude. Coming back. I'm so excited. The picture that you sent me for her to know what i was talking about but they're I'm, on the way i'm so excited and by they're on the way i mean i haven't even gotten an invoice yet so they haven't shipped but that's all right they're on order the complete creams the little oreos that uh long time <laughs> podcast listeners know what we're talking about Dude, it's been like well over a year since they've had those at things at least 
So we back. were crushing those back when they. I think they're in out. a little different packaging. They are. They're they're in like actual like portion like size. Sleeve. Yeah, like portion uh, size packaging. I, I, I just eat the whole box. It's fine. Yeah, I kind of like the. Uh, <laughs> Just the whole Oreo pack, just housing, housing that. So, dude, I'm so pumped for them. I can't. They're wait. back. Uh, hopefully, in the next next week we'll have those uh, in the house. But uh, excited to podcast sponsors everywhere. You know what I mean? Maybe SoCal, whatever, will sponsor the podcast. Maybe, well. maybe, maybe we can, maybe we can get them. So maybe I had them. a couple, not a, not a lot to ramble about, but I got a couple kid things. You know, I know we got a lot of parents that are listening to the pod. I do have a question uh, from a member that uh, we have to address as well. So, but go ahead, you first. All right. So, Jordan is four. He's been getting pretty good about sleeping in his own bed. Dang. But he, so last night he had like the onesie, like the full, full body PJs yeah, on, right? With yeah, the dude. soft feet. Yeah. Eight o'clock this morning. I oh, slept geez. in today because I've been dying this week with all this stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that we got going on here. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't even hear him stealth into the room. Oh God! <laughs> I open my eyes; he's three inches from my face. I just like I happened to be facing that side, that edge of the bed. Like that's the way I was laying, and I just opened. <laughs> he didn't even he didn't even say anything, dude. That that's what they do. I remember I doing that to opened, my mom. I just opened my eyes, and he was. If you're on if you're on the YouTube video, which I don't know why it wouldn't be, but he was three inches from my face and said, "Can I sleep in here for a little longer?" And I was like, "Yeah, you can." <laughs> so he scared the shit out of me with that. And then Ellie is about to be two; she'll have turned two by the time this episode uh, is posted. Just ask why about it. Oh yeah, now. yeah, I saw your Instagram story. And then you answer, and she says, "Why." And then you answer, and she says, why? And you answer, and she says, why? Until finally you're just like, because that's how it fucking works. All right? <laughs> that's, just, that's just how it is. All right? You, you try to give them a sound answer, but then they back you into a corner where there's no answer left to give. Other yeah. Than, it's just how it is. All right? Now leave me alone. So a little bit of that going on. Uh for for the for the parents out there but uh what what question were, were you uh presented here so last night i was doing strong okay mike manis comes to me he's like i got a i got a question for you ryan to talk about shout out to mike by the way pilot triathlete i mean what can't this guy do yeah uh so the question was if we were on in the olympics the winter olympics on the two-man skeleton, who would be on top and who would be on bottom? Do you know what the skeleton is? Is that the head first one? Yeah. They have a two-man? Yeah. Like they lay on top of each other? Yeah. Come on, Mike. Don't put us in a spot like that. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he asked me that last night. He's like... So is the dude on the bottom drive? No, nobody drives. You're just you're just laying uh, on the you, thing. Yeah, you drive though. You no, not not with the skeleton. With the well, bobsled. No, I I watched a video on the skeleton the other day, and you're supposed to be as relaxed as physically possible going down the thing and just let the thing go. So what does the dude on the top hold on to? Is he just hug the waist like you're riding a motorcycle? <laughs> I don't know, man. I I didn't even know that was that was a thing. I mean. Yeah. Neither. I don't. I don't want to be. I don't want to be either. I don't want to. I don't want to be in a in a two man. I I'll hop in a bobsled with you. See, that's what I said. I was like, I I'll, I'll do a be, bobsled. You yeah. need to be uh, <laughs> face down, ass up with uh, with another dude. You know. Yeah. Let me. Uh, I, I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm gonna pull it. Oh. Okay. So they go. Wait, what is this? is this double luge? Is this? Oh man, there's so many weird videos and pictures right now. The, this so the... luge, luge, you're on your back, feet first, right? Skeleton, you're face down, head first. Yeah, and even luge looks super weird too. I got a picture of a two man luge team right now, and that that looks. What are you doing? Is, is the front man just resting your head on my belly? Uh, I can't. I can't see. Yeah, hold on. Let me, so, let me. Yeah. Let me. Let me. Let me bring down the brightness a little bit. What's What's that? The, this is This is a luge. This is the two. Why though? 
<laughs> like bottom man, oh, wow. bottom, like what's like praying? Point? Bottom man's praying. That's, that's all he's doing. He's just like, well, I don't bottom man it. is steering in that because I watched the video. Maybe how are you supposed to see in that though? So, well, I don't know how he sees. And a regular one person luge, they have like little these little, like oh yeah, like little triggers, hand things, and then they like shift their feet. Yeah, I don't know how the two man works, and I don't know why that's a sport. That's that's just not a sport that's made for two people to do at the same time. <laughs> why are we just stacking bodies like we're at Boyce Park on the on the snow tube hill? Like it just it's wild. But it did get us into a conversation of like, well, if if you were you know to to go to the Olympics, like what would be what would be your? Sport? I'm not done with this yet. I got questions. All right. So do you? Like, do you think somebody's like sets out to be on like the two person skeleton luge team, or do you feel like they draw they, straws and like you know some people get to be solo, and then the other ones, it's like, hey, the only way you can make the team is if you go belly to back. <laughs> if you go belly to back with Tommy over here, we'll I, get I, you on the we'll get you on the double luge team. But other I feel like that, it's mixed. I, I feel like you're it's not like, going to the Olympics. Yeah, I feel like it's a mixed thing. I feel like you know, because some of those people probably do both. You know, like I would think, but like, let's say you just spent you know the last ten years of your life like trying to do this, and then like you don't make a singles cut to to go to the Olympics, but like they're like, hey, you go do the two man like you'll go to the olympics i mean i feel like if you've wasted 10 years trying to trying to get there like you're just gonna take it like i don't think you'd throw away 10 years worth of work do you think there's like a pair of like norwegian twins that are like oh for sure studs like they're they're like the most dominant two-man skeleton luge team in the history of the sport like Like, there's got to be something they got like a move like like here comes the final turn, and then here's their move, and then they do some crazy move or something. I mean, like, do you think pick there up are a little extra speed? Are there moves in luge? And Dude, I don't know. Bob's I didn't lit. even know that. I didn't even I, know we were going. I went to school. Back. I went to school with somebody who was at the Olympics for luge. For, not the two man. No, it was single, and she's a female. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I went to school with somebody who, who who went and and does that. Which I don't know how you get into that. Yeah, how do you find out you're good at that? <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the thing that has me. As I always question that, I'm like, how did, how did you find out that you could do that? Yeah, like, like there's all those obscure, like unless you grow up in like a super like Olympic development center type of city or town or like yeah, like how do you find out you're good at curling? You know, like. <laughs> you know what I mean? How do you find no, out I, you're good yeah. at this shit? Like, yeah, I. I don't know. Like, but how do you just you wake up one day? You're like, you know what? I'm gonna do this. I feel like I could go belly to back and spandex <laughs> with another person and go really fast down ice and be faster than everybody else. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> is it like a family business? Like your dad was a, a doubles luge guy. And, uh, see that I could see that I could see you grow up around it and you're just like yeah. as a kid jumping on the thing and playing around and then you start doing it. I, I could see that. So I did visit Lake Placid as a youth and it was in the summer, but they had like bobsleds and luge and stuff that were like on wheels. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I was too young, so I didn't do it, but like you could go and yeah, go down the actual thing, but I do bobsled. Yeah. I'd hop in a sled, little two man sled, you know? Yeah. I I do bobsled. I want to be the dude in the back who gets the final push. Like, everybody's yeah. jumping in and you're the last dude like running and pushing and then you get that final like big push in i'd be in for that i don't think you want to be the guy steering though no it's a lot that. of pressure yeah That's i don't want to do that that no I'm, I'm, out, I'm out of that one but no it did it did get us into talking like if you could go to the olympics like what is there a mixed doubles two-person luge or is it all no nah, you know? I, I don't think so <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> uh, i'm gonna get flagged yeah uh but yeah like you know if, if you could go to the olympics like what, what would you do see winter winter's tough for me i'm not a big winter olympics fan um i'd be too scared to do the big ski jump for distance thing i think that's oh, yeah. the coolest i think that's the coolest event in the winter olympics but at, at lake placid you could ride the ski lift to the top is i mean it was grass at the time yeah you could ride up to the top and like that's a steep hill 
Yeah, it and, is. I mean, I know they never really are that far off the ground, but like you're traveling real fast. Or you're moving. So that's that's the coolest event, in my opinion. But I'm way too scared to do that. I never have skied in my life either. So that's probably a barrier to entry. Probably. Um, I don't know. I mean, the snowboard trick stuff, like that's all cool, but I suck at that too. I mean, winter, skill, skill, skill out of the way, skill out of the way. Like what, what would, what, what would you do? Um, I mean, I would probably want to do that ski jump one just to have the, the feel of like flying. Fly. <laughs> just have <laughs> like, a cape on. Just like those dudes go, man. That would probably be the most fun if you weren't like scared and could actually do it. Yeah. Um, I do like that one they have where they like cross country ski and then they like shoot. That's what, yeah, we were talking about that, that one called. Time. I have no idea. How's that a sport? I have no idea. <laughs> who who just invented that? It was like, you know what we're gonna do? You're gonna cross country ski with a rifle on your back. And just shoot stuff. And then you're gonna get down and you're gonna hit some targets. And then you're gonna cross country ski some more. And then you're gonna shoot some more targets. Like how did that how did that combo come to be is what I'd like to know. And I'm sure yeah. there's plenty of people that have that information that are much smarter than me. But yeah. For have you been watching? I haven't I haven't watched anything this year really. I put it on one morning for like an hour. I just can't I don't know if maybe it's because we just had one in the summer or something this year. Yeah, I watched um, I just can't get into it this year. I watched uh a little bit of the the, the men's like snowboard half pipe stuff just because Sean White was sending his final goodbye to snowboarding. No, he came in fourth. Damn, the game's passed him by. Hey, hell of a run. Dude, 20 years, man. He's been at it. He went to five Olympics. How many did Phelps go to? Five? I think he went, yeah, I think he went to Four. five, too. Something like I that. I did watch that Phelps documentary on Peacock. No, I haven't uh, seen that yet. That was pretty good, but... Hell of a run for for yeah. Sean White. I just I haven't been into. I don't know if maybe it's like I usually get into the hockey a little bit in the winter, but the NHL didn't let people go this year. So like, yeah, it's all college. Watching like a bunch of hacks, you know, like. Well, they got stunned by Slovakia. The men's did. Well, yeah, because they're not sending our best players. Yeah, Sidney yeah. Crosby's over here scoring five hundred. His five hundredth goal. He ain't over there hitting. Well, he'd be for Canada, so it doesn't nah, matter. you know what I mean. Though. You get it. I yeah, now I got you anyway, but. <laughs> Yeah, I just I did see in the in the and the whatever they call it when it's the man and the woman figure skating thing. Oh yeah, I did yeah. see that that one dude like hit the pile driver on that one girl on ice. Like, oh shit! They were doing they were doing a thing and she fell and just like he just like buried her into the ice. Oh, I didn't see I think that. they were all right though, but it looked a little rough. Oh, I'm gonna have to look at that up. Yeah, yeah, I haven't I haven't really got into it though, but I dive in. I think I go bobsled. I think I said. What I said, I said bobsled or the snowboard cross, where like they're racing the snowboards down the mountains. Oh yeah, and they do a lot of this. Yeah, yeah. A lot of those moves. Yeah, I said I, I bobsled or that. That's what I'd get into. I feel like that'd be fun. I f- yeah, I mean, and bobsled, terrifying I, and terrifying. Bobsled, if you're like the dudes in the middle and stuff, like I know you got to like lean with it, rock with it on the turns, <laughs> but like it feels like the event is basically like the first seven seconds and then yeah you just you know, hang out the dude Chill. drives and hopefully doesn't dump you on your heads and yeah you know basically it's like all that effort and that sprint out of the <laughs> gate and then you hop in there and pop the handles down yeah yeah all right well we should probably get into it yeah it was a good run yeah pretty good all right uh, Let's do it. So, hey, first, first of all, thanks to everybody that hopped on the last two weeks of episodes. We yeah, got for deep sure. into the Q and A's, for sure. Uh, a lot of questions that we were hitting the last couple weeks, and we recorded two episodes last week back to back. And by the time we were done with that, we had a couple questions that had come in uh, a little late. So we're gonna hop back on those. Both of them had uh, kind of overlap with nutrition. So we're gonna spend today focusing on nutrition. We keep on rolling. So yeah, man. All right. Question one: Should I eat more in the morning or the evening? Eat more in the morning or the evening? Well, our two favorite words, three favorite words, whatever we want to go with it. It all depends. Uh, it all depends. 
Um, it depends on a couple of different things. It depends on when you're working out. It depends on uh, just how your body kind of responds to food and so forth like that. It depends on uh, what your personal preferences are and things like that. Um, it also depends on what you're doing and so forth. There's a lot of uh, variables to um, this sort of question. Um, you know, if you're, if you're working out in the morning, you may not want to eat <laughs> right away. Uh, you know, because yeah, here yesterday. nice, uh, you know, you may not want to eat right away because, uh, you know, you're going to work out and, and you might end up getting sick if you do, um, you know, but at the same time, if you don't eat, you might f- still feel sick. You know, it, it's a, it's a balance that you got to kind of work with and play around with, you know, you might be somebody who, uh, just struggles to eat in the morning. You know, we have a couple of people that are like that. They just, they do not like eating. Uh, a lot of food in the morning, you know, so they typically eat something very, very small and then they pick up their food throughout the day and tend to kind of increase their meals as the day goes on, you know, so it's really just about finding what preference you prefer and working with that and going around with that, um, you know, and balancing it around like your training schedule and things along those lines, at least from my perspective. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, we've talked about this. It's really just about the amount of calories you consume within a 24 or, you know, seven day period or a 30 day period, you know, your overall kind of calorie consumption versus what you're putting out is, is what matters. So whether you, you eat more in the morning, more in the evening, one's not going to be better than the other, as long as overall total daily calories are the same where eating at night kind of gets the bad rap or is something that people tend to try to avoid is because of the types of food that they end up eating at night is a lot of really, you know, calorically dense snack foods, high carbs, high fat chips, pretzels, all that ice cream, all that kind of stuff is where people kind of get into trouble eating late at night. But if you ate chicken, rice, and broccoli at 10 AM or 10 PM, doesn't it's the same same amount of calories same amount of protein same amount of carbs same amount of fat so it's it's kind of like you know the the reason people mention not doing one or the other has more to do with the overall you know calorie consumption of the foods that we tend to eat at those times but you know i've done it strategically both ways really like i tend i've always you know for the most part always worked in this industry and for the most part, until recently, that means working pretty late every night because you got to work when other people aren't working. So like I've always ate dinner since basically 10 years ago at like 8.30, 9 o'clock at night. Yeah, man. Like, that's just every how night. it goes. So because of that, you know, when I do have those days or even like if it's going to be a Friday or Saturday and I know like I'm just going to be hanging out and probably wanting to eat food later at night i'll like not eat as much in the morning or maybe i'll just wake up and have some coffee and that kind of like curbs my hunger for a while and then i'll eat my first not like fasting like intentionally but just like i'll just push back when i start eating a little bit because i know i'm probably going to take in some calories later at night um so i'll kind of do that strategically but if your overall calories are the same within a within the course of a day it does one's not better than the other it's just one might be better for you than the other strategically or logistically depending on when you start work or when you work out that's the other other thing is i tend to work out first thing in the morning a lot so a lot of times on those days i don't really bother eating like i'll I'll just wake up and have some some caffeine source or something and get to it and then i'll eat after that or something so based on when you work out what your work schedule is like what the family schedule is like you know you can make it all work um it just kind of comes down to what works works best for you like tyler said but if you're eating 2000 calories in the course of a day it doesn't matter if those calories are at 10 a.m or 10 p.m one's not going to be better than the other yeah and like you made a great point there in terms of like you know breaking down like you eat typically more in the evenings and then you work out in the mornings meaning if he's not eating in the morning he's utilizing the fuel from his dinners the night before to fuel the workouts in the morning you know so it makes sense that his meals are larger at night 
because he's going to most likely work out first thing in the morning. So he's making sure that he has enough fuel in his body to wake up, not have to consume, you know, food before working out, you know, so that's one of those kind of like variables you have to think about, you know, how does your body respond to the different things? You know, some people can eat a whole big meal at night, wake up in the morning, work out, but some people probably can eat a whole big meal, wake up in the morning, and they still have to eat something small before they work out. You know, like you have to find the thing that works for you uh, to be able to go, kind of go through and, and process and, and go through this whole, you know, kind of thing and, and so forth. Like, I know that for me, like it's been happening a lot more lately. My dinners have been later in the evening. So I definitely have not been eating, uh, you know, in the mornings as much. Uh, just the other day, I consumed three cups of coffee and then realized I didn't eat anything. And I'd been up since five. Oh, gas, baby. Oh, <laughs> you know? gas. I've been up since five 30. It's noon. I haven't eaten anything yet. It was unintentional, but like, it was a realization like, Oh, okay. So I definitely consume more calories going into the afternoon and evening than I did in the morning. You know, it, it, you have to find the balance with things and just find what's going to work best, uh, for you in that moment. And in, in that time. Yeah. And I mean, I've obviously been there too. I, I don't know if it was your meeting or whatever, but we had a lot of meetings lately and I kind of just realized that it was one thirty or two o'clock or something and I hadn't eaten yet, um, for the day. So sometimes it just kind of happens, but I tend to like end my day, like kind of winding down, watching some TV laying around. And, you know, when I'm kind of bored like that is usually whenever I end up wanting to eat some stuff. So I'll try to like, kind of plan ahead on that that way i'm not like pacing the kitchen at 9 30 at night like wanting to eat and trying to talk myself out of it because you know we were obviously doing that six-week challenge thing for a while here so as a staff so i was trying to like plan ahead a little bit for that but um just go with with what works uh go with what you prefer you know if you're somebody that goes to bed early and and you don't eat a lot later then yeah eat a little bit more in the morning or vice versa you know if you if you eat dinner late and you know you're going to be consuming a decent amount of calories late then you don't have to skip breakfast but you know maybe you go a little bit lighter with your first couple meals or something because you know your day is going to be a little bit back heavy there but um the, the type of workout in the morning too definitely matters kind of back to yeah. your point you know i've <laughs> i've if i'm just doing my kind of usual <laughs> fs uh lifting or something I can get away with not having anything before other than some caffeine or something, but you know, I wouldn't go, you know, run sprints or a marathon, you know, relying just on food. I ate the previous night. So no. depending on the intensity of what you're doing, yeah, you know, we had some people that, you know, they come in Saturday morning for, you know, burn workout or they come in at 6am for a workout and, they don't, sometimes they skip eating and, and that hasn't gone well for them. Um, others can do it fine. You know, we have, we have plenty of people that do that, uh, that do the early morning stuff and, you know, others end up yakking the brains out in the bathroom if they try that. So yeah, it just depends what you're used to, what your body can handle. And, you know, I guess we're kind of beating it into the ground, but it doesn't matter one way yeah. or the other, as long as the calories are the same uh, at the end of the day, you're good. And there's all this like there's all these pictures and memes and whatever where it's like banana at 7:59 p.m. is however many calories, it say 100, matter. and then at 8:01 it's like a million. You know, like obviously, it's not. Yeah, like I think that was like an Oprah thing back in the day. Like don't eat after 8 p.m. or some shit. And yeah, I yeah, and I mean this is a great opportunity to kind of address that because people are still scared to eat past a certain time. You know, they refuse to eat, you know, late at night for whatever reason. And it's like, you have to go with what's going to fit your schedule. You know, going back to what Ryan was talking about, like working in this industry, most of our dinners and so forth are late at night at like eight 39 o'clock. We work in this industry and we're eating at that time all the time. You're like, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, like you just have to understand what you need to be doing and what you should be consuming. You know, it's when you're laying there, you know, bored out of your mind and so forth. And then you start pacing the kitchen. That's when you should be concerned about what you're about to consume. You know, but if you're just going through and having dinner, guess what? Eat your dinner. Like it might be nine, but you still got to eat dinner. Can't, you shouldn't just skip it and so forth like that. You know, that your, your eating schedule is all going to be dependent upon whatever fits best. I mean, 
most days. There's really nothing better than just settling in. Nice 8 30, 9 o'clock dinner. You got a primetime sports game on. You finally <laughs> get to relax at the end of the day, throw the game on. I mean, when I get home tonight, throwing some chicken thighs in the air fryer. I can't wait, dude. Yeah. Like, like there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, you you have to go. Like, everyone's schedule is different. I mean, most of my days start at, you know, my alarm's going off at like 5.30, quarter to 6. I might eat something around like 6.30, going on 7. You know, that's my first meal at 7 a.m. And I'm eating dinner at 9 p.m. You know, that's 14 hours of different eating times that I'm kind of working through. Like, Everyone else might be a little bit different. You're eating breakfast at, you know, you might be eating breakfast at eight, having dinner at five. You know, like everyone's going to be different and you just have to find the thing that works best for you in terms of consuming your calories. And then going back to what Ryan said, 2000 calories is 2000 calories. It doesn't matter when it's being consumed and all that kind of stuff. It's still Yeah, and I, and I think when people really get into trouble or they are unsuccessful at sticking with you know, a, a fitness routine or a nutrition plan or whatever is when they try to fight that. So they, they try to follow a plan that doesn't mesh with their life or their schedule because, yeah. you know, big Tony on Instagram said it was the best plan to follow, you know, like, so you got to work within the system of your life. If you have any shot at being able to actually sustain it and do it well, if you follow a plan, that's like, you know, you eat, it's like a, it's like a, let's just say it's a fasting thing and you're supposed to eat from 1 PM or 12 PM to 8 PM. But like you go into work at 11 and you're done at six and then your kids have sports and stuff. And like, it's very difficult for you to eat within that window. You're not going to, you're just not going to stick with it. I mean, yeah. you're going to start eating at nine, 9 PM or 9 AM or whatever it means. Like you got to try to find and this is what we talk about a lot on here. Like it's not complicated. You know, there's a lot of commonalities of what's proper nutrition. What are the right types of foods you should be eating? The amounts you should be eating are pretty, pretty much agreed upon by most, you know, most people. So it's just a matter of finding the template or the structure that gels with your work schedule if your kids are in sports if you're in organizations or whatever whatever time you can work out like you got to find something that kind of naturally fits and sure there's times where you got to do things at times that you i'd love to work out at 2 p.m every day that'd be Dude, awesome it'd but be great i can't some yeah. days i can wearing khaki pants <laughs> and some steve maddens but that ain't the that ain't the ideal situation to, to bang out a workout but so there are some times where, you know, we talked about it before with motivation and other things where it's like, you kind of got to do some shit you don't want to do sometimes, but yeah. generally speaking, like if you're trying to fight, you know, upstream every day to make some meal plan or some workout plan fit into your schedule, when it's just not going to, you're never going to be able to do that for a long period of time. And if you can't do it for a long period of time, you're not going to get any results. Yeah. You can't shove a square. Like clip. I feel like you should clip like the last 10 seconds is my new intro quote. I felt felt pretty good about that. I got you. I'll make it happen. You can't shove a square block into a circle hole. Like, yeah, I mean, you kind of butchered that, but the concept was there. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's, it, it doesn't matter. I feel like peg. Peg is in that. Peg. Whatever. Anyways, next you question. <laughs> next question. How do you curb stress eating? How do you curb stress eating? Um, There's some stuff from what we were just talking about that kind of goes into this um, a little bit for sure. Um, But I would definitely say when it comes to stress eating, uh, nine times out of 10, people know when stress is going to kind of come up. You know, you kind of get forewarned of, you know, um, a situation that's going to happen or you notice that something is becoming more stressful. Like we are aware of those things. And typically when it's happening is we just were aware of it becoming stressful. And then we just go, Oh God, this is going to be so stressful. And like, that's all we do. We just harp on about how stressful things are going to be. And we never go through and go through like a planning phase. You know, when you know that things are going to be stressful, one of the first things you you should be doing when it comes to like taking care of yourself in that time is planning. 
planning ahead, planning like, all right, man, I know that this week is going to be absolute chaos with work. So to make it easier on myself, I'm just going to, I'm going to meal prep my lunch every day so that I know that I have lunch and I, I don't have to worry about it, you know, and things like that. It's, it, it's going through a planning process. Um, and when you're planned and when you're prepared for that stuff, that helps to make sure that you're going to have less likely of a chance of stress eating. You know, if you know that you have a meal waiting for you already, why would you go buy pizza down the street and put on in all this other effort to go get it? You know, you have a meal waiting for you in the fridge. You know, like when you plan ahead, that's what kind of keeps you on track. And usually not planning ahead is what leads to these types of things with stress eating and, and binge eating and things along those lines. Yeah. So I've always been a pretty big, pretty big stress eater. So I can definitely relate and weigh in on this topic. It all is, you know, it's all mental, obviously. Um, Most stress or anxiety is the anticipation of future pain, right? So it's not necessarily something that's happening right now that's not really going to cause you to do these things. It's the anticipation of some future pain, future struggle or whatever it might be. So really, you know, what you have to do to, to actually, and sure there's maybe tricks or whatever, but you know, I've had plenty of times as well. And I'm not, this is just a different angle, different opinion. I'm not disputing uh, anything Tyler said, but you know, I've had times where I do have food prepared, but like once that stress comes in, you're just like, nah. Give oh me, yeah, for give sure. Me that, give me that ice cream over there, even though for I sure. have something prepared. So that is important. So really, really what is your only, I don't want to say your only hope as if like it's not possible because it's very possible. I've gotten much better at this, partially because I've probably been baptized by fire with so much goddamn stress that it was either figure out how to deal with it or I'd be 473 pounds right now um, over the last couple of years um, for various reasons. So it just like being able to manage that just comes down to controlling your responses towards events or situations and understanding what you can control and what you can't control. And Doing so has really allowed me to take, you know, take back the ability to not stress eat and to be able to be like, okay, you know, there's all kind of, you know, obviously we can sit here and talk about how it's only temporarily going to help. And after that, you're just going to feel even worse than you did before, because now not only are you dealing with the stressful situation, but you're also now feeling bad that you let yourself, you know, shove the old Ben and Jerry's down the hatch to try to make yourself feel better. So First and foremost, everybody I think can understand that's going to be a temporary, oh, I feel better. But then after it's probably going to make you feel even worse than you otherwise would have. So understanding the situation, understanding what's in your control and what's not. So in most stressful or anxious situations, it's out of your control. All you are able to control is how you handle it, how you respond to it um, your actions, right? So you can't control that, you know, Jerry down at the office is, is really, you know, (laughs) making life tough for you and really stressing you out. And is, is someone you don't get along with and you're like hating the fact that you're going to have to see them that day or something. You can't change that for the most part, but you can change how you view it, how you respond to it, how it affects you which you might think you can't, but you can definitely control your response to those situations. And a lot of times in order to do so, you just need to take a couple extra seconds to actually think about what it is that's happening, what it is that's making you feel stressed or anxious or mad or whatever it might be. And then understand like, is there really anything you can do about it other than control how you respond to it? So being able to do that especially over the last six to eight weeks. Um, I mean, we, we were doing this six week challenge and, and arguably one of the most professionally stressful times of my life. Um, certainly had other stressful times, but 
Yeah. You know, that's really, and, and this was something I was working on anyway. You know, I, I think I mentioned the, the daily stoic book on here and, and that deals a lot with that. And um, so that was like that controlling the response, controlling the emotional response, controlling, you know, how you view things and whether or not you take things as personal or not when they aren't and so many things, but really, you know, I'm just rambling at this point, but it comes down to, you know, being able to almost like, almost look at yourself from like a bird's eye view or from like a, a different person's perspective. If you mm -hmm. view the situation that way, you can, you can clearly see how stupid it is to like eat ice cream to try to make yourself feel better. But when you're only viewing the situation from like in your body, those things are make total sense to us. Like, oh, yeah. I'm just going to eat this and feel so much better. But if you just pulled back, looked at it from like above and we're like, okay, well, clearly this isn't your fault or there's nothing you can do about this. So your choices are either make yourself upset about it or make yourself not upset about it. Then it becomes very clear what you should do. Right. So yeah, just taking a step back in, in those situations to figure out, you know, why are you stressed? <laughs> what's causing you stress? And then control how you respond to it will make it easier to just not, well, it'll just make it easier to make the right decision to not stress eat and to eat, stay on track because you know, staying on track is your ticket to feeling better and not feeling as stressed or whatever, as opposed to temporarily, you know, alleviating that feeling and then ultimately making that feeling worse after, after you've already, because once you, once you eat it, you feel like shit usually anyway, right? It's yeah, like, cheap, like, minutes it's like cheap meals, right? Like you, you only really get <laughs> how much enjoyment out of that before yeah. you literally feel like you're going to die. Cause you're yeah. so bloated out and like stuffed. Cause you just threw down 12 slices of pie, you know? Yeah. Like it, it's, it's basically, it's, it's an instant gratification that people search for. Like stress eating is basically just trying to find an instant gratification to make yourself feel better for that short moment. And you're, you're giving yourself a very, 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 very short term solution to, you know, what could be a larger problem. Um, and you're not going to solve it, you know, by doing that, like short term solutions never truly fix the root cause of the issue. You know, so what Ryan's saying is true. Like, you do need to think about what is solely in your control versus what's not. And that's something that I talk to people about all the time, you know, whenever I'm sitting down and talking about nutrition is, you know, in your current situation, what is in your control? Well, obviously not the thing that's stressing you out, you know, like you don't have control over that, you know? So what you do have control over is the thing that you need to put your focus on, you know? And we are, we are hardwired to naturally be more engaged on the negative based things in our lives than we are positive. Um, that is an actual fact you know, because the negative is much more enjoyable to pay attention to, unfortunately. That's why news is made up of mostly negative-based things. Um, you know, so when you try to shift the focus, you kind of open the door um, for kind of a new light of things. And you really try to, you, you tend to find, you know, a, a better means of, of everything at that point. So when you are stressed out, the situation, whatever it may be, if it's work, if it's, you know, uh, something else, like you have to understand that there's only so much of that in your control, but your nutrition, your workouts, your, you know, mindset, your daily life of what you do, your actions, those are still in your control. They are never in anybody else's control, but your own. And so you have the ability to go through and do the right thing and do what you know you need to be doing, you know, and that's a battle between almost kind of like the heart and mind in that situation. When you're stressed out super much, you know, like insanely, and you want to eat, you know, a gallon of ice cream, like that's kind of like your heart talking, like, man, just satisfy me, just make me feel better, just all these things. But in your mind, you're just like, it's not going to work. Yeah. You can't let the heart take over the mind. You still got to think logically, you know, when those situations kind of arise. So yeah you know, always remember that your actions are your control and what you do dictates how you feel, you know? So you eat a gallon of ice cream, you're going to feel like shit and you're, you're not going to make progress. You know? Yeah. I mean that, that stuff snowballs. Like the, the one time you do like hang strong and make the right decision, then you're like, okay, cool. Like you, you feel like a badass that you were able yeah. to kind of like withstand that. And then it just makes it easier and easier. And yeah. Satisfaction. 
Yeah. I mean, it- Really what you're doing whenever you do stress eat or you do chase that instant gratification is like you're taking, I don't know, 50 bucks right now instead of like 20 bucks a week forever. You yeah. Know, like you're, you're taking that instant. Okay. I got this 50 right now, but really if you just stayed on track and just racked up that 20 bucks a week, like you would feel so you'd be so much better off in the long run. So yeah. instead of taking the instant, like, Let me shove this food down and feel good for 10 minutes by not doing it on the other side of that. You're going to feel way better about yourself and and your progress in the long run and and be in a much better spot. So, yeah, that's that million dollars now or, uh, you know, a penny, you know, now, but your, your total doubles every day thing. Did I get it? Did I get get, get, get it right? (laughs) Yeah, that thing. That thing. Uh, yeah, you get it. I mean, we we've been rambling, but I think it's all been solid points from from um, a couple different angles here. You know, there there's a lot to consider in those situations when you're tempted to stress eat. You know, it's it's one thing to say, oh, you know, it's just it's it's instant. Like everybody knows that. Everybody knows they're not going to be happy about shoving that food down like two hours later. But you know, definitely trying to trying to take a step back and, and view it from the outside in and, and kind of analyzing the situation as if you're not in it, you know, that, that seems to um, make those decisions a little bit easier, but it does, you know, it snowballs. I mean, if you, if you are somebody that is big time in, in the stress eating and, and you have that, you make a stand one time, like I said there, I mean, you, you start to, you know, understand that you're, you are in control. And once you realize you are in control, it makes those decisions a lot easier to make. And then you start chaining them together. And then it's like almost, you know, you know, we've been joking around here. I mean, we're feel pretty invincible at this point uh, with situations and being able to handle them and navigate them. It's no different with food. I mean, once you realize you can do it and you actually do it multiple times, makes it much easier to continue to do it that way. So, yeah. And I would throw in like, I had a discussion with somebody this morning about this, you know, there's always that thing that we, you know, that we'll tell people like, there's never a perfect time to do anything, but there's also the understanding that you have to know that like something stressful, something chaotic, something, you know, catastrophic, something, whatever is going to happen at some point when you're doing this like it's just natural it, it, it's just part of the the journey of this stuff and it's how you respond to these things that dictate whether or not you're going to be successful most times if something chaotic comes up and you cannot figure out how to control the situation on your end or adapt to it then that's what leads you to the to the wall that you hit and then and or staying stagnant or going backwards you know the people that are successful in health and fitness you know along their health and fitness journey are the people that learn to adapt and ebb and flow and change their their sequence of things as everything kind of comes onto the path you know they're driving down the road hitting the speed bump and going oh i hit that a little hard let me slow down a bit you know they're not the people who's blasting hitting the speed bump and then swerving off the road because they lost control of the vehicle. Like you have to know that this stuff is going to happen. Like understand that this stuff is part of the process and how you adapt and respond is what dictates success or not. Yeah. I mean, it's just the, you know, the find, find an excuse or find a way. Right. I mean, we've seen both kinds of people over and over and over again. There's the ones that, you know, we've said, over and over that it needs to be success is, is going to be consistency over a long period of time. And you're never going to have a long period of time where everything's perfect. It's just not, you know, it's not nope. going to happen. So, you know, there's the ones that are like, Oh, you know, work got crazy and my kids got baseball and you know, this and that. And then yeah. there's the other ones that are like, yeah, I mean, work's crazy right now. Kids are in this, I'm doing this, but like I'm getting my workouts in I'm following my food. Like, whatever excuse you can come up with, there's a million other people in the exact same situation or worse that are doing great. So it's just, it's just kind of, it's a choice, you know, like you were saying there, it's, it's some people look at those things as, as a, as a way to explain why they're not further along, you know, like, Oh yeah, 
Yep. Now I got my excuse, you know, there's, there's my excuse or ah, I tweaked, you know, I tweaked my back and, you know, there's, there's people that look for a reason to be able to tell you why they aren't in better shape or why they aren't further along in the job or why they didn't make it to the NFL. You know, like everybody <laughs> wants to be able to tell you that. Um, and then there's the other side of people that are crushing it that just no matter what gets in their way, I mean, there's probably so many people that are here four or five days a week that are dealing with who knows what that we don't even know about to, yeah. to still get in here and knock it out. So there's, there's choices, you know, there's choices to be made, uh, in, in one way or the other, and it's going to make a, make a huge difference because there's very few situations you're going to find yourself in that a lot of other people haven't been able to, to overcome. Yeah. relatively easily you know when you're in it you obviously think it's the end of the world but uh, we're just all over the map we're just dude, we're just changing lives today on this episode really is what, is what this episode uh, yeah about. i mean like oh. i mean blunt end of it i mean i think like to sum everything if you you know skipped over all of it and haven't paid attention like you Which, control you know, yeah wouldn't blame you yeah like you control your actions and your responses it's about how you respond and what you do when shit hits the fan. That's what it comes Yeah, to. I mean, it's, you know, you, you're on the way home from, from work and there's an accident, so there's traffic. There's either, oh, well, there goes my workout or there's, oh, I guess I'm going to the gym later tonight. You know, which, which one you want to be? Uh, which one would you want your kids to think you are? Yeah. You know, I think it's something that's important. Would you Would you want to be the man, that, that Tyler always, you know, he finds a way, you know, would you rather be that or be like, yeah, fucking Tyler, you know, <laughs> anything happens and I'm he both. these out, you know, everybody's both, everybody's. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Absolutely. Isn't like a self-righteous, like we're now, yeah. shit, you know, we've all been there. I've, yeah. I've had stretches where I didn't even work out for nine months, you know, it's, it's hard, I, you know, that's why out of we're mine. not. Yeah, that's why we're not all, you know, on the cover of magazines and shit. It's hard. Um, life is hard. <laughs> if you're not watching the video, you'd probably think I was saying that seriously. But um, yeah, I mean, it's not easy. And, and, and the topics we talked about today are two big reasons why people aren't successful. They're, they, you know, eat the wrong stuff at the wrong times or they overthink when they should be eating or, you know, when stress happens, they, cause you know, we, we've talked about with nutrition, maybe thinking more about calories in a seven day period versus just daily because of stress eating, you know, you might, yeah you might have four days where you nail it, let's say 1700 calories and you're right on. And then you have a stressful day and you eat, 3,700 calories that day. And now the whole week is shit. You're, it's not just one day that you're ruining at that point. Your whole week is shit now. So yeah, those are two big reasons, you know, over either overthinking when should I be eating overcomplicating when I should be eating, trying to fit a plan into their life that isn't going to fit or, you know, stress eating. Those, those are probably the two main reasons why people struggle with nutrition or they don't cook somehow. Um, which uh, save that for another day. I feel like everybody knows our take on that already. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully this is helpful. I, you know, I definitely feel like we've just been loosely kind of letting it rip on this episode, but hopefully this info is, is helpful to you. I think it should be. I think um, it's info that's helped us. It's things that have helped us manage our own whatever. So um, hopefully this is helpful to you. I think those are two questions that a lot of people have or two struggles that a lot of people have. So those yeah. are great questions by um, by whoever asked those. We appreciate that. And hopefully the info is helpful, helpful for you. So I mean, nutrition wise, it's, it's just all about um, being strategic about it, planning ahead, whether that's planning food ahead and cooking ahead or whether that's some of the stuff I talked about earlier, like, okay, you know, I know I'm probably, there's a game on tonight. I know I'm probably going to want to eat some food tonight. So like, let me balance that out by maybe going a little lighter now. Cause I know I'm going to be hitting it later and, you know, still getting food in throughout the day. But you know, one, one thing I've been doing on the weekends that I've been loving is Aldi has the, Hey, shout out to Aldi. You know what I mean? 
been a while since right. we since yeah. we talked about it. And, and shout out to Chuck coming on board, former five year Aldi employee. Dang, could probably give us the scoop on on the ins and outs of the of the biz. But they got these like it's basically like the Uncle Ben's rice packets, but it's cauliflower rice, which is terrible. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the whole the whole pouch has like sixty calories in it. A pouch of Uncle B's, you're you're pushing four hundred. So. It's got like 60 calories in it. So I've been slapping that baby on a plate. And then I've been getting this like whole bag of like steamable vegetables that's lightly sauced with a little cheese. It's not the full version like broccoli and cheese thing that's like yeah, yeah, 800 yeah, yeah. calories. Yeah, no, whole bag. That. It's like 180 calories. So what I've been doing on the weekend, because the weekends are a long period of time where it's harder to stay on track. It's much easier to, to be munching and whatever else. So. What I've been doing, and it's been beautiful the last couple weekends, put that whole packet of cauliflower rice on the plate, put the whole bag of that steamed vegetables on top, hot sauce it up. Dang. It's just like heaping pile of food, but I think the whole thing's like 200 calories or something. Dang. So it's like been filling me up. It's a lot of food, and it's been like a good, like, let me, let me throw this thing down like in the afternoon to tie me over until later. Instead yeah. of like, you know, just eating calories all day long. So yeah, that's a little freebie for you. A little bonus, <laughs> you know, nobody asked, but that's just a little free, free bonus weekend go. sitting around the house, trying to, you know, keep the hunger at bay without overdoing the calories. That's a easy one. It takes five and a half minutes for the vegetables, 90 seconds for the, for the packet of, of, of cauliflower rice and, if you can top off the tank with that thing, keep Golden. you full for a while. Golden. What else we got? You got anything you've been doing lately, nutrition wise, with the all the housework? Any little quick tips you want to throw out there? Little quick meals that have been keeping you on track? Give some people some ideas here. Any anything uh, coming to mind? I mean, not really. I've been uh, I've been on right. a, I've been on show. a repetitive train, man. <laughs> I've been on a repetitive train. I just eat eggs every single day for lunch, so. <laughs> Have you tried my egg? Uh, no, I, packet thing yet? no, I'm going grocery shopping this weekend, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna. It's worth a shot. It wasn't bad. I'm gonna uh, buy and try. It wasn't bad. You're, you're gonna probably want the hot buffalo one though. I got it. I'm in. I'm That's in. um, that was decent, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of simple stuff you can do, and uh, you know, hopefully everybody's realized that from all the episodes we've cranked out here talking about them, and you know, we'll keep, we'll keep at it on the road to a hundred here. So that's it. I appreciate everybody tuning into this one. I know we're a little all over the place, but I think there's a lot of good, good discussion. It felt like we were just hanging out. I know. A couple of coffees, a couple stokes, you know, just, just kicking, just kicking some thoughts kicking around back. is what this episode felt like. Kicking so back. hopefully you can pull some, some good, helpful info out of this. Uh, if you haven't, make sure you go back the last two weeks, 92 and 93. We dove in on a lot of questions from you guys, and I think it's probably a lot of questions that a lot of people have. Uh, so hopefully that info is helpful. So check it out, video version on YouTube. I've been hey, I've been watching our stuff lately. I know that's what you said. It keeps popping up on my TV on on my on my YouTube as like recommended, and I I just been studying the film, you know, watching the game film, see how we can <laughs> see how we can be better. See what we can do to to add to the add to the game. So I've been watching. You know, we first started doing this. I listened to every episode and then I just stopped. Yeah. <laughs> I just I hadn't listened to them in a long time, but now it's been popping up on the old YouTube. I'm juicing up our stats a little bit by viewing that thing. You the data. Been getting a ton of ton of Facebook or a ton of uh, YouTube comments lately. Shout uh, out number one awesome. fan number one fan hitting the comments we appreciate that uh and we look forward to it so hop on the video version if you've always been audio only for a little different experience great intro on the video too nice work by tyler on that um or hit the audio version take us with you take yeah. us with you in the car during your workout while you're cooking some of the food we talked about today Maybe you're taking a stroll around the neighborhood. Take take us with you. Audio only. Whatever you want to do. We're everywhere. Spotify, Apple, whatever else. Uh, yeah. All of them. Want to listen to. We're there. So make sure you uh, subscribe, leave review, comments, all that stuff. We'll see you next week. Is next week 95? 
95 next week on the road to a hunch. We'll have to have a big party. Maybe we'll do some giveaways or something. Ooh. Maybe we'll find a way to make make episode 100 big time. So maybe, maybe guests. Maybe we'll dig out some guests for, through the years. Uh, I'm only talking because you seem very uh, itchy to get out of that chair. So I'm kind of just running, <laughs> riding this out to annoy you. Uh, no, yeah, fine. maybe maybe hundred will come up with some some fun stuff. Yeah, maybe I think we'll we get can. some. Maybe we can we find can. maybe we can find some of our most loyal listeners and have them call in on the Shovel and Kemp hotline live on the air <laughs> as we record episode hundred and interview them about their experience with the show. We'll see. We'll cook yeah, we'll up see what something. We'll cook up something cool for episode hundred. But this was ninety four. We'll see you next week for ninety five. Thanks for tuning in. See ya.